0: Welcome to Journey Jargon, where we not only walk the talk, we talk the walk each and every week and elaborate how blessed it is to walk with Christ as he lives his life in us, through us, for us, and as us. May the Lord bless you indeed. Thanks for joining us on this leg of our journey.
1: I'm Kenny Ashley. and uh, I'm Steve House.
0: I'm Katie Butler.
1: And we're here to talk about our walk in Jesus today. Last week we talked about the prayer of Jabez, and uh, it's such a rich thing, it's really changed my life, and I read it 15 years ago, it really didn't do much for me, but now it's really had an impact on me, and uh, so we want to continue to uh, talk about it. We've been talking about it while we're sitting here, before we turn the mic on, and uh, uh, Katie, how about launching us off into some of the things we talked about just a little bit ago?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um... Well, I I was bringing up the, we were, as we were talking about the prayer of Jabez, I was really thinking about the significance out of that book of Chronicles that just has more lineage for his name to be brought out without any mention of a father's name, and that he was actually asking the Lord for a blessing that he would receive from a father in the Hebrew tradition. So that That really sparked my curiosity even more um as to like what what is this man's journey like um and then it kind of led us into also the the breakdown of the family system and and how that's just so pervasive societally um it's one of our biggest issues is I'm sure you would agree, so.
1: You know, I tried really hard to give Jabez's mama the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) I tried really hard, but she named him Jabez, which means pain or sorrow. Literally, means sorrow maker or pain maker. Now, you know, I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe her husband left her. Uh, Maybe she had some really issues with her health or relational, financially, whatever. But I really don't care what she's going through. You don't name your child pain. Mm -hmm. You know, cause her of pain. You know, we talked Sunday about Elijah. Elijah means Jehovah's God. So every time his mama called him for dinner, she was saying Jehovah is God. It reminded him that Jehovah is God. Mm -hmm. When Jabez's mama called him for dinner, pain! Come in here, it reminded him that he was a causer of pain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't even say anything about his father. Nothing. You know, like Gabe said, it doesn't say anything about his father. Uh, you, you know, we're not going to get political on this program, but every time you have a shooting or something, we want to take away the guns. We want to do more gun reform. We want to, you know, do something to the police department. But the biggest issue that nobody ever says anything about is the fact that our fathers have abdicated their responsibilities. Uh, you know, fathers are there to protect, to guide and direct. And when they don't do that, kids are out there learning about how to survive from the wrong people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I, I'm sure JBS uh, felt that too. And,
2: uh, that may be part of his prayer when he's saying, "Let your hand be with me." He wants God to be with him, right? Because he he knows doesn't know where else to turn. And,
1: you know, the thing I like about Jabez was the fact that, and, and you know, Katie's right, there's nine chapters of so-and-so had so-and-so, and he had a son that had so-and-so, and he had a son that had so-and-so, and all. Nine chapters. That's all it is. First nine chapters. Right there in the middle in First Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, you have Jabez. And it is the only one he gives a commentary. You know, his mother named him Jabez mm-hmm. because he she bore him in pain. Mm-hmm. But Jabez cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, bless me indeed. May you enlarge my borders. May your hand be upon me. And may you keep me from temptation that I might not cause pain. Mm-hmm. And you look at that, and the, and the greatest thing about that is that God gave him what he requested.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so... Uh, J.B. said, I'm not going to let my name limit me. So many people let their past limit me. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic home, so I guess this is all I'm going I grew up in an abusive, dysfunctional family, so no, mm-hmm. no. When Jesus became your life, old things passed away. Behold, all things mm-hmm. have become new. You are brand spanking new. You create your own future in Christ. Yeah. And, and besides that, God says, I'm going to give you a white stone and on your name is written and only you. Name. Um, mm-hmm. God's got a name for you. Mm-hmm. It's who he created you to be. And I think that's what Jabez is asking for.
0: A new name. A new name. I think so, too, because in the second sentence or in the, the second part of the prayer, it's, it's a, there, I don't know, there just seems like a desperation to not be what he always had been. Right. Um, Apparently, just his presence caused pain to his mother, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of care there, so it's almost like, make me something different, God.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's people who just accept, well, this is just the way it is. got to admire Jay, but no, I'm not going to accept this the way it is.
2: People say, well, that's just who I am.
1: That's just who I am. Yeah. But it's not who you are. Uh, you know, people... They've used this term that I I really get upset about. Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You are not a sinner anymore. Yeah, you were a sinner saved by grace, but now you're a saint of God where the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, lives in and through and for you. And as you, you are not a sinner anymore. If you keep telling yourself uh, who you're not, that's who you're going to end up being. I got a little shirt that says, Be who you is, not who you ain't. Mm-hmm. Because if you ain't who you is, you is who you ain't. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You keep telling yourself that this is, and that's not who you are anymore. We're children of the king. We're children of the king. We're a royal priesthood, a chosen mm-hmm. generation. Uh, that's why, you know, when we first got here, we started talking about how many of you in here are holy and righteous and do the Lord? No, not me. Well, is Jesus holy and right? Well, yeah, He is. Well, I thought Jesus was your life, and you don't live anymore. But Jesus lives His life in you, so everything He is, you are. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while to get that mindset off. Are you righteous, Lord? No, I'm not righteous. Well, if Jesus is righteous, if He is, you are righteous too, because you don't live anymore. But Jesus is your life, and He is righteous. It it takes a big paradigm shift to start changing. Because you'll never become who God says you are unless you start believing who he says you are and not what the world tells you or your mama told you or whatever. So, I think the the blessing of the family is
2: tremendously. It's what Jabez's mother told him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're you're a pain maker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you're not a pain maker. Uh, Yeah, I, I remember a pastor his his daddy told him, "You're not good enough to have a church over 200 people." Wow! So he became a pastor, and it, that he believed that and got he got into his spirit and his soul, and he'd go to a church, and it would grow, and it would get up to 200, and then he'd self-destruct. He'd start doing stupid stuff because mm-hmm. he believed the lie. He'd leave there and go to another one, and he'd grow to 200, and he just, because it was a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, he took that. His daddy told him that, but, and I had a good friend of ours that, uh, uh he was a, a insurance CEO, great tennis player, lived up in Canada, and uh, when he was like 14, he won this major city-wide tennis tournament when he was 14 years old, mm-hmm. and he brought the, trophy back to his daddy and said, Daddy, look, I won the city championship. Would you steal that? You ain't good enough to have done that. Mm. You must wow. have stole that trophy.
0: Mm. Oh, my goodness.
1: So, you know, mm. what? he just wanted his daddy's blessing. So he became an insurance CEO and made scads of money, and he tried to control everything, his wife, his family, his children, because I'm going I'm to I'm do something to get make my daddy proud. He'll he tell you this day that he climbed the, the ladder to success, but it
2: was leaning against the wrong wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's it's funny like, how those kind of things can stick with you. I know when I was in junior high or high school, one of the teachers said, well, you know, unless you're reading a dozen books outside of your normal textbooks a year, like during the summer, you'll never you'll never make it through college. And that stuck with me. But I just, of course, i graduated from college. But I mean, I kept thinking, okay, pretty soon, who knows? I might, I might fail. I may not make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It always stuck with me. Yeah. It does. Words are powerful.
0: Why do you think people? Okay, like so. Out of all the chapters, there were nine of them. in lineage, one prayed like this. Why don't we pray like this? Like, why don't we ask God for these big things? Why do you think, Kenny, like, is it because we don't know who he is? Is it because we don't trust him? Is it, like, why aren't, why aren't we praying like Jabez?
1: Well, I can talk for me. Uh, I thought God was, he had bigger fish to fry than me. Okay. I mean, look at all that's going on in the world. I mean, he's running the whole universe. There's people killing each other. people starving in India. You know, you know I got a test tomorrow. I'm ashamed to ask him to help me remember what I studied for the test. Oh, my goodness. Kenny, Kenny, come on, buddy. you asking me to help you with the test, and when I'm over here trying to feed these people, that was my
0: mm-hmm.
1: mindset. We don't believe that because we don't. That's a tremendously, and when I first read it 15 years ago, I said, well, oh, that is tremendously selfless prayer. Lord, bless me. I thought I was supposed to be a blessing for other people. Mm -hmm. And here, Jabez is asking you to bless him indeed. But now when I read it 15 years later and where I'm at, I understand what he's talking about. Bless me indeed. In other words, I I want to be everything you created me to be. Mm -hmm. I want my will to become your will. I want my heart to become your heart. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have a will of my own. It's just, uh, that's what I want. And that, that's not a selfish prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, does God want us to have the same will as his? Yes, yes. absolutely he does. Why? Because he knows better. He wants to lead us in a path of blessing. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and hope. But we don't believe that. We don't want selfish for me to ask God to bless me. If I don't ask God to bless me, I can only give what he gives me. Mm-hmm. God doesn't bless us individually to keep for ourselves. He blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, he just wants to live his life through us. What are we looking for? We're looking for being able to love people, to be loved unconditionally. We want joy, we want peace, we want patience. All that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to be one with you and if you are, Whoever Jesus is that's what we're talking about bless me indeed with who you are so don't even, I, I I don't even want to have to pray for you will because my will will be yours mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what Jabez was wanting yeah, yeah. and it's it's possible to do that it, it really is possible to do that uh, this morning on the live I shared this and this this is where I'm at with the Lord and this is what the Lord's trying to teach me I don't have to ask Lord to remind me of stuff. He he just automatically does. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't. Uh, you know, on, on Tuesdays, I bring the computer up here. I don't bring my cord because I got my cord set up at home and all I don't have to do is plug it in when I bring that. It it's good for a day on a charge. So, and I come up here early on Wednesday morning for Journeyman, so I don't, you know, I don't have to bring my cord. So last night, I mean, uh, you know, Tuesday night, last night, God says, Don't forget the cord. Your computer's gonna be dead. Go get the cord and put it in your car. So I okay. So I roll it up, I'm headed toward the carport and the car, and I saw Lucy's bowl of water needed water in it. And so I said, Okay, I'm just gonna put this cord on the washing machine. And I will see it in the morning <laughs> on my way out. <laughs> I know I will. So I go get Lucy's water, and it's up there, and I just, I'll, I'll remember. I got better this morning, did all my stuff, walked out the door. I'm sitting in the journeyman and the Bible study, and I said, okay, I got to go back and work on my sermon. And immediately said, I left the cord at home." Lord told me last night, go put the cord in your did I pay attention to that? No. Nope. Uh, nope. I didn't pay attention to that. See, he told me. He tells me stuff like that all the time, mm-hmm. and I just don't. You know, I'm learning. I'm learning. He he says what he means. I, I we we had ice cream Saturday and and water. We churned it and got water all over the carport, and it's just slick as glass out there when it's dry. Much less when you get water on it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, "Be careful." I said, "Yes, sir, I am being careful." And he said, "Now that mat over there, that rubber mat over there, you better watch that mat." And I just thought, "Well, that's a rubber mat. There's no way this water's gonna get up under that rubber mat." The Lord said, "Watch the mat." So I went in the house to get something. I come back out. I hit that mat, and it hydroplanes over there, and I'm on my blessed assurance in a heartbeat. Oh gosh! <laughs> in a heartbeat. And I'm laying there, and I said, "You told me, didn't you?" Yeah, I did, I told you. <laughs> oh! you See, I think God's concerned about every minute detail in my life, and he tells me what I do with it depends on whether I'm gonna believe him or listen to him and do what he says. You know, faith is knowing the mind of God than being obedient to do it. Uh, if God tells you, yeah, he means for you to listen or mm-hmm. to our detriment. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. But see, I left my cord this morning. and God didn't say, I told you so. Uh, Wanda ended up getting something to eat from Waffle House this morning because I had to go back home mm-hmm. and get my mm-hmm. cord or my computer. But she ended up getting breakfast out of it, so all way. things work together for good. So. Yeah. But anyway, that kind of completes our time for today, and uh, we may talk about this some more next week because we ain't got some really good stuff about God's hand being upon us and some other stuff like that, and enlarging the our borders and how we do that. We'll probably talk about that more next week. So on behalf of Steve and Katie, we thank you for joining us today. And it's always good to talk to you. And uh, if you could help us out by, when you listen to the podcast, share it with your friends and where you can find it. And uh, we'll be giving you a link to where you can do that. And we would really appreciate helping you enlarge Jesus' mortars in us. So God bless you, and uh, have a great day. And we'll see you next time on Journey Journal. (music) Thank <music> you.